Welcome to the World Resources Institute podcast. I'm Lawrence McDonald. My guest today is Ian DeCruz. He's the global director of something called P4G, which is Partnering for Green Growth and the Global Goals 2030. Ian, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me here, Lawrence. What is P4G? What does it mean to partner for the green growth and the global goals? So P4G really is about bringing together business, governments, and civil society organizations to incubate and accelerate innovative public-private partnerships to really support sustainable growth in developing countries in five areas. Those five areas are agriculture and food, water, energy, cities, and in the circular economy. When you say global goals, you're referring to the sustainable development goals that were in, uh, endorsed by the United Nations. Correct. So really, there was the big Paris Climate Change Agreement that was made, and at the same year in 2015, also the global goals uh, through the Sustainable Development Agreement. What we're really looking at achieving nowadays is how does that get implemented? How do you bring action in those areas? I think some people, when they think of the United Nations process and global goals, they tend to think of these as governmental commitments, as the governments who sign up. How does P4G fit into that scheme of governments committing to goals and then delivering on them? So I think we want to show it through action. And, and as an example, I could give you an example with P4G partnerships in terms of the electrification of buses. There you have an issue where in a lot of countries there's issues on mobility, there's issues on how we can get people closer to jobs and how we do this efficiently. And not only do we want to use mass transit in the form of electric bus buses, but in the form of buses uh, in terms of using it with renewable energy to power these electricity buses. These could be new ways of developing transit-orientated development, as well as getting people to move from A to B in a much more efficient way on their terms. Of course, electrifying buses is important because buses are a major source of pollution and people standing on the street corners waiting for them have to breathe all that diesel. So there's immediate health impacts as well, I presume. And congestion um, benefits as well in terms of reduced congestion. And the longer-term impacts is also with things like concepts like bus rapid trans transport, you can start to signal where the cities want to develop in future at a fairly low-cost entry point. So there's a problem out there, which is cities are chaotic and congested. There's a solution, which is investing in electrification of buses, and as you say, in bus rapid transit, BRT. Those things are pretty well known. That's not yeah. going to be news for people yeah. listening to this podcast. What is P4G going to bring to a problem like that meeting the solution? So it, it, it's quite specific. The, the problem at, at this stage is around the procurement model. And so what often happens, and in places like Santiago and Chile as an example, is these buses are privatized and operators then choose what buses they procure. The innovation we're seeking through P4G is to split the contracts into two contracts, one, the actual procurement of electric buses itself. Two, in the actual provision of then the operating services. The other added value of P4G is not only to show how that can be done in Chile, but with partners like C40, really try and find how we can find the next 12 to 25 cities in Latin America who are also doing it. We also find with our colleagues and also colleagues in World Resources Institute who've been part of this, there's emerging work in China and India on the electrification of buses. And so P4G is looking to try and help develop these best procurement models, see how that can be scaled, and how we can learn from some of the best and more, most emerging areas, such as in China and India and Latin America together. 
So there's an aspect of sharing experience across geographies where if I'm in Santiago, it might be hard for me to learn what they've done in China. But then P4G is going to make this experience available. Correct. And, and in this particular case, I think there's three particular areas which we'd like to add value. The first is in terms of the actual contracting model of procurement and learning what are the best standards. The second is to actually aggregate the, the scale of demand to demonstrate that there is this emerging market for electric buses, also with bus producers. And then the third is to try and develop financing models which understands this new emerging market and how that could be done at the municipal level to accelerate the deployment of electric buses in the way we've just described. This is a new initiative. I should have said when I welcomed you and introduced you, you previously worked with the New Climate Economy Initiative, and um, that uh, helped to get that going. Uh, you've stood this up very quickly here in WRI. I think many of us are big admirers of what you've been able to do so quickly. Um, a piece of that, I think, has to do with the support and sponsorship that we've had from the government of Denmark. Do you want to say something about that? Yes. The, the Danish government have underwritten and helped secure this project for the next five years. And providing that stability and security is really important because one of the points that P4G wants to add value is that we want to not only start helping implement these partnerships, but track its progress. And we're looking to do that through a series of progress reports every two years. And so having that security of funding for five years really helps to build a system that we would like to then build in future. And the Danish government has seen the value in actually situating it here in World Resources Institute because they want this initiative to truly be an international in initiative. And as part of that, over time, is looking to also find other funders to grow this initiative into a truly international initiative that not only lasts for the next five years, but like the partnerships we're looking to seed, will be there all the way to 2030. Why do you think partnering for green growth and the global goals has interested the government of Denmark? I think because when you look at the scale of the challenge that we're talking about from a development perspective and climate change, there's a recognition that we need to develop things in different ways. We need to develop these new business models, new finance models, and, and new development models all at the same time. And we need to be able to do this, we need to cross over and act actively bring governments, private sector, and civil society organization together. This can't be done by one group, let alone one country. And so this is an opportunity to really accelerate partnerships where they have the highest impact. And you actually have some funding opportunities available. So you're, you're actively seeking people to apply for both facilitation and funding. Can you break that down for me? Maybe describe what the funding opportunity is first and then yes. talk about the facilitation? Great. So the funding opportunity, we have up to $4 million this year to support emerging partnerships. We opened this application process on the 5th of February, and we'll be closing that on the 30th of March. And in terms of up to $4 million, the maximum amount for any particular proposal is $1 million, and it can go as small as under 100000 the intent is to then have these partnership proposals brought to us by the 30th of March and to go to the website, www.p4gpartnerships.org. It's a one to two page pro forma, so it's fairly easy to fill out. And at the core, we want to understand what is the problem they're looking to solve, what is the solution, what is the impact on things like sustainable development goals and also the commercial growth opportunities that it presents, and finally, what they are seeking from P4G to add value. We've had a really excellent uh, 
initial reception. So we have 40 applications submitted to date. We've got another 40 ideas in train, but we'd really welcome excellent partnership ideas all across the network internationally and, and definitely would encourage everyone to submit those proposals as soon as possible. Now, when you say partnership ideas, are you looking for a proposal that already has, say, a private company, a government, and a civil society organization saying that we three are going to work on this? Or is it enough that one entity would come forward and say, we envision a partnership that would look like this, and we're going to go find the other people once you give us the money? So we do have two aspects in both the incubation and the acceleration. But it is a good point that in terms of our aspiration, we are looking at high impact partnerships. So ideally, we're looking at partnerships which already have had some level of application and generation of ideas. And it's really about the scaling and replication that brings a new focus to the work. Can you give us another example beyond the electrification of buses and the bus rapid transit? Yes. So let's talk about also building energy efficiency. So as we all know, uh, there are buildings not only that are built now, but also to be built in future, and the ability to really reduce the emissions from from the energy profile and also to increase the energy savings, we can develop certain building codes that can really make this efficient. So as an example, the Building Energy Efficiency Accelerator is an emerging idea who put, submitted a proposal that's already an established coalition in many countries involving organizations such as SE for All, as well as corporations um, such as Danfoss, for example. SE for All being sustainable energy for all. Correct. And so already there's a partnership formed and there's a, there's a growing body of evidence in Mexico about what those building energy codes are. I was recently in Kenya as part of setting up the national platform in Kenya, and they talked at least from a houses perspective that they take over 12 years to actually build a house in six different stages as an example, and, and mentioned that having the latest and best practice of building energy efficiency code would be really helpful. The P4G value add here is how do we create a market where we can aggregate some of these best practices and codes, get it to a certain level where it's standardized, and then from a financier's perspective, be able to then see how we could bring financing, building energy efficiency as an asset subclass. So that is what we're looking to explore in this area and the application of that in emerging markets such as Kenya, for example. So you would develop a model for enhancing building efficiency, both retrofits and new buildings. Try that out in one or two or three countries, but then also hope that that model would be picked up and used elsewhere, and then the P4G would help to spread that idea. Am I understanding that correctly? Correct. So it's already happening in Mexico, but then it's about the scale. How can that happen even at a greater scale in a country like Mexico? And then how could that be, how could those lessons be transferred in place like Kenya, but in parallel from a financier's perspective to understand what would be required to create this as a sort of financing asset subclass to be able to aggregate these buildings to do it at scale. So there's two dimensions. There's the application geographically, and the second one is finding the financing solutions to accelerate this. Um, I mentioned before that you've stood this up really fast. Uh, you know, we've new colleagues here in the building. Uh, I've just met some of them briefly. You've managed to get the website up, get out the call for proposals. Uh, many of these aspects are moving quickly, but you still have some hiring to do. I saw on the website, if it's up to date, that you're looking for an engagement coordinator, a communications coordinator. I'm thinking some people listening to you are going to say, that's really exciting. I want to be part of that. Um, do you actually have some openings? We do have some openings. I mean, we're looking to fill those 
positions quickly, but there are openings at the coordinator level. I think the other thing that I would welcome for people is to become P4G champions in the way you look at the materials, the way you contribute partnership ideas and may com contribute to national platforms as well. So we're definitely in the market for the best ideas and the best people. And so when we can make that match, we're always very happy to, to do that in our organization, but also do that for others as well. Final question. Ian, what's your vision of success? If this works, I want to say beyond your wildest dreams, if this works as well as you have reason to hope for, maybe, uh, what would it look like three years from now? Great. Uh, so I, I might divide it up into a short term and then in terms of three years. So I think in the short term, we have a very clear deliverable. We have a P4G summit in Copenhagen on the 19th and 20th of October. And we would like to have at least three to five really excellent partnership ideas by that time. Very tangible areas which highlight and inspire the, the change in development models, the change in business models and how it can be done now by a group of people. So that inspiring with some quick wins, I think is really important in our first year and culminating at the P4G Summit to demonstrate that happens. I think within a three year period and we'd be then coming to the next cycle of the next summit and our first state of growth report, I would like P4G to really be seen as a premier place where if you have great partnership ideas and want to take it to the next level, that P4G is the first place that you think about. And the reason we are able to demonstrate that is because of the quality we bring in terms of the people and the technical support we can bring to partnership ideas, the way we can match that with um, certain countries and sectors which are really looking for those great ideas and wanting that for their own development objectives. And third, that this is being done with the business sector so that this is really mainstreaming and that this is now seen as growth opportunities for the future. So one example, if I can leave you with that, is in Kenya, they've banned plastic bags as an example. And they really want to take that and say, well, can we use this resource as part of developing a new plastics economy? in Kenya. So I would love to say in three years time that this is actually happening in Kenya and that P4G has been an instrumental part in making that happen. It's fascinating. I hope you will come back soon and give us an update. It's really been a pleasure for me to learn about this. Thank you for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thank you again, Lawrence. This has been the WRI Podcasts. I'm Lawrence McDonald. My guest today is Ian DeCruz. He's the Global Director of Partnering for Green Growth and the Global Goals. No wonder we just call it P4G. <laughs> uh, I hope you'll tune in next time to hear another podcast. We're available on Stitcher and iTunes and from the WRI website. Thank you for listening.